Joe Bob Briggs, and this is the podcast Scared Stupid. <laughs> Scared Stupid. One of these days, Terry, I'm going to spit just a crazy freestyle over the earnest (laughs) scared stupid theme. Start dropping bars, bro. (laughs) I I would like to say that my my drip is on point here lately. It's a a word I learned today, so I wanted to use it. Oh, you just learned it today? (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) I'm I'm, uh, I'm getting there. It's on on fleek. I believe is the is that the that was it's that's old bro. Nope. Okay. It's not cool anymore. All right. I gotta get drip is where it's at. Drips where it's at now. I know it takes a while to get out to Clinton. Yeah, (laughs) but it. I'm about to be on that plop. Yeah. If if Knoxville's (laughs) ten years behind everyone else, Clinton is twenty for sure. I am almost positive I got stuck behind Glenn Jacobs on the way over here. It was a big black SUV, (laughs) and the license plate said KN four A Y O R. Oh wow. yeah, it's about to say Hail Hydra pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we are with another exciting installment of Scared Stupid. Let's go around the room. You know me, the Grand Duke of Spook. Chris Bell, joined as always in studio, is the spookiest producer in the whole wide world, Mr. Terry Snow. All right, I'll take it, I suppose. Well, you know, I'll work on it. Next time, man, it's not. Yeah, I know it's not my best one. Spookiest you're the producer. Sp- you're the spooducer. <laughs> no. Spooducer. 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 Oh dear, this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah. And uh, as always, the unaffected Roswell. <laughs> What's up, Roswell? Me and Roswell have been quarantined together for a, a while now. Roswell used to go out a lot yeah. more than he normally does. Well, that's got to be uncomfortable. He's just in your head the whole time. Yeah, you're telling me. Like, <laughs> in my dreams and everything. <laughs> that would be the worst, to be quarantined with someone that's telekinetic or... Uh, telepathic? Telepathic, yeah. Same. Telekinetic's where you move objects, right? Together we will okay. get through this, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's... Friday the 13th, number eight, I think. Yeah, that's number seven. Yeah. That's number seven. Seven. Okay. A, that was the first one Kane was in. Yeah, they should do one where <laughs> where someone can read his mind. <laughs> that's all it is. Bucket never, that's a useless power. Never It's like, I can read his mind. How's that, how's that going to help us? It is not. It is not, but uh, you'll know what he's thinking. <laughs> What's he thinking? Uh, <laughs> her eyes roll in the back of her head, and she starts shaking. Just, uh, right. I mean, because I assume it's like just like an animal, all instinct. It has to be. There's nothing going on up there. No, because it's not like they're when they're pleading, Jason's like, mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should not. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention all the times, I mean, he's had his fucking brains blown up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jason Goes to Hell just starts with him exploding. I'm pretty sure that's the opening scene. Yeah, is. The opening scene. Blown apart by the military. That one stuck with me for a while. Yeah. I watched that when I was like nine. (laughs) That's the best time to get into these scary movies because it's still real to me at that time, damn it. Yeah, and turns out that was one of the worst ones. Yeah. It's really not good. Mm -mm. Almost as bad as Five. Yeah, guys. The school, the reform school one. Yeah. That one kind of sucked. I, I guess when you are when you do ten variations of a movie, 
Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have some stinkers. But n- number 10 was badass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Jason X will always live in our hearts forever. It's so good. It's, it is so good. Nothing's been anywhere close to it. No. Done, done like that. It's amazing. Kane Hodder <laughs> had the most fun of his life beating people to death in a sleeping bag. Dude, Uber Space Jason? Yes. How you hate on that, bro? Right. Come on. It's one of the most scariest things I've ever seen mm-hmm. on television screen. Like at, oh. like at sixteen, I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's him being in space that you can't grasp. It, the whole him being an undead superhumanoid <laughs> monster that roams the earth and kills yeah. viciously. That's okay, but I mean they set it up really well too. Exactly, like, it wasn't just like yeah, he was like frozen, like Demolition Man, uh-huh. and then they came, they came across him and they're like, oh, this is one of the most notorious serial killers. It's fucking. Leave him in this lab so he thaws. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're flying through space. You're flying through space. And you don't think, like, hey, let's not let Jason thaw out. Yeah, let's not let, like, we have the technology to fly through space. <laughs> let's not let this ice cube thaw. Like, like, nope, it's fucking done. <laughs> well, that's how, you know, the movie would have been a lot shorter. Yeah, that's true. I, like, we made it. <laughs> It's like, oh wow! They just look at just look at him in the museum and then just move on. Like, over, <laughs> done. Like, yeah. huh? That's forever. He's just a museum exhibit. That's the entirety <laughs> of Jason X, right? <laughs> and Jason X, Jason X is the last one in that canon, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's where he comes out talking about how Plymouth Rock didn't land on them; they landed on Plymouth Rock. In Jason X? No way. That's Malcolm X. Oh, Malcolm X. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a different movie. That's <laughs> a very different movie. You know. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, that's the last one in that canon is mm-hmm. Jason X, and it ends with him landing in Camp Crystal Lake from yeah. space. Remember? Yeah. Which is like makes no sense, but whatever. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> you just fucking got blown out into the abyss of space, the hyper vacuum of space. <laughs> lands in Camp Crystal Lake. Because, of course, with all the sudsy powers of hell behind you, mm-hmm. nothing is impossible, Terry. But the point I was trying to make is that they can still make a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was getting around to. And Kane Hodder needs to play Jason. Fuck yeah, bro. I mean, come on. you With all the remakes right now, Nick Castle has manned the, right? the shape again. Let's give Kane his fucking machete back. That's the new thing, man, is like just fucking retconning everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even like half the good movies and just, you know. Right. Letting right. Jason Bloom do whatever he wants to it. <laughs> We're going to talk about him later. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed the new Halloween. I'm not hating yeah, it Yeah, not at all. But it's just funny to make fun of. Yeah, it's just fun. That's, <laughs> yeah. You got to take, you got to realize a lot of times we're not being serious. That we just, yeah. I mean, his movies are really good. He just seems like a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. If you saw him on the street and didn't know who he was, yeah. you'd be like, that guy's a dick. <laughs> I mean, I respect his work ethic. He built that company out of nothing. Heck but. yeah. And he makes, they make great movies. The great stuff comes out of there. They make some real stinkers though. Yeah. Not lie. <laughs> there is some t- Fantasy Island was not Ooh, good. Y'all. Yeah. I watched that the other day. Mm. I, I forgot. I watched that. We were talking about what horror movies we watched, but yeah, I watched Fantasy Island. I, I, yeah. I didn't make it through it. I don't feel like you needed to remake Fantasy Island. I feel like <laughs> no. Tattoo and Fantasy Island could have stayed. It just, plain, plain. it just was not good. No. It was not, not a good remake. Like, because they switched, like, even they didn't have the, the plane, the plane part. It was just like some chick on the phone going, the plane's here, the plane's here. <laughs> and it's like, okay. 
<laughs> and then what you got the, one of the funniest people in the world. Um, what's what's his name? Ant Man. Yes, damn it! But he's in everything. The, he's yes, so yes. Good. This, the Spanish guy from Ant Man. He's playing, you know, the uh, the caretaker or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he, I mean, one of the funniest men in the world, and just did not work. <laughs> yeah, it, like he's great, and everybody wanted him to have a leading role somewhere. And then yeah, but it's weird. You're, you're rebooting. You're doing this horror fantasy island, and then you're you're recruiting this comedic actor to play yeah. the main bad guy in it what are you going for here? You know I mean? It's hard, hard, hard to take hardcore comedians and mm-hmm. stick in a horror movie. For, unless it's meant to be funny. But yes. that movie wasn't sure if it wanted to be funny, but no. it recruited a whole bunch of comedians. It's like, mm-hmm. did you try to make a serious movie with comedians? I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> because it didn't work for Krampus. And they just admitted they were trying to not make a serious movie. So. Yeah, it worked better for Krampus. Yeah. Because at least the directors halfway through were just like, well, fuck it. Let's just let's just fucking make some outrageous bullshit. Yeah. And I can respect that. Yeah, I can 100 percent get behind that. So I think I think the lights just flickered. We're recording in a storm. So. Yeah, we're recording in a storm, like coronavirus and storms, and we are still here to bring you content. Um, luckily, we have a backup battery. Yeah. However, the internet will still go out. So yeah. So your segments won't have music, but. You will have an episode. Yeah, don't you worry. <laughs> so we've got a good episode for them this time, Terry. We've got, not that the others aren't great. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. I'm not going to lie for being really tired. Yeah, we, I would say so. We all thought this was really going to be a dud, but we're killing it, bro. Yeah, I think, right? <laughs> we we talked about drips and everything. <laughs> the drips. <laughs> so, the drips. On, on this episode, we get to interview Joe Bob Briggs. Yes. About season two, which comes out tonight, Ooh. Terry, April 24th. Friday, the greatest day ever, Fright Day, right? Mm, nice. Check it out tonight live, I believe on Shutter, of course on Shutter. Yeah. Check it out live on Shutter at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you can live tweet to him during the show. Darcy the Mail Girl will answer you live during the mm-hmm. show. I mean, what better way to be have an immersive experience with a show? She followed us on Instagram. Yeah, she did follow us on Instagram. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> with your 100,000 followers. Yeah. <laughs> but they've got a pretty awesome special guest. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Y2J. Yeah, baby. You got retweeted by Y2J, Woo-hoo, baby. I did. Le champion. Le champion. Decided to give me a retweet. There so you go. That was nice that he acknowledged. Very generous. That I said something about him. Very generous. It was because other people then liked it. And yeah. That's and then I'm, didn't follow our pages. Yeah, and then did not follow our pages at all. <laughs> We've been retweeted by like the biggest names. Yes. And like people are like, fuck these people. Oh, I get no fucking respect, bro. Even in hell, I get no respect. Yeah, dude. So, <laughs> so we got that coming at you later. This awesome interview from Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry, what have you been doing to keep busy in quarantine? Uh, you know, um, watching a lot of horror movies for yes. sure. Watching a lot of TV shows. Um, shit ton of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough. No, man. I've been eating up the Netflix and the Hulus and the Prime yeah. and Shutter. I had to stop because, like, I was using the quarantine as an excuse to just be like <laughs> right. a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, the a, world's ending. The, but then, yeah. but then, like every other week, like there'll be like a sign of hope, and it's like, fuck. All right. Okay. All <laughs> right. Get this shit together. <laughs> Let me get back up. Start posting shit again. Stop smoking like eight blunts a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I've created a new uh, a web series. Mm. Yeah, Terry, it's pretty popular. Yeah, actually. yeah, it has grown in popularity after its first live episode. <laughs> no matter how terrible that first. <laughs> Man, that was bad. It was. It's. It's a. Uh, it, we're we're calling it Ghoul Time, mm-hmm. which is a fun spoof of Tool Time. Yeah, the funny uh, home improvement. 
show yeah. there. It's, it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. So I'm going to teach people how to do, see the first episode was just a Saturday project I had and right. I thought maybe I would get people involved. Uh, I replaced the window motor in uh-huh. my girlfriend's car nice. and uh, had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I have no mechanical... So you're like YouTubing what to do while you're streaming live to YouTube? Yeah. (laughs) And luckily, uh, YouTube is no help. (laughs) Really? The the most popular video I found, it was like, just tap it with a hammer, and uh, that will make it work again. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, okay. So luckily, one person on the feed got tired of watching me struggle. (laughs) They were like, take these bolts, which, you know, people laughed at me, but it turns out that is the best way to do something yourself for free and save a lot of money. I could have taken that to a mechanic, Mm -hmm. but instead I struggled through 20 minutes of a live video before somebody was like, take these five bolts out and fucking just... (laughs) Oh yeah, dude, socialism's the future. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll convince someone else. It's What what was that, Huckleberry Finn? Where he convinced... Is that... Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, where he convinced him to paint the fence for him. It's the other one. John Sawyer, no. Um, no, it, yeah, Huckle, Huckleberry. Huck, it's Huckleberry Finn. Yes. Yep. He's the one, the yep. troublemaker. The troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the other episodes will be pre they will be pre-recorded yeah. and actually edited so that you don't have to watch me do all the <laughs> ridiculousness of uh, figuring stuff out. And all the other stuff I'll actually know how to do. Nice. So I'm going to teach you how to do stuff around the house while you're stuck inside. I'm going to teach you how to fix the shit in your house. Yeah, there you go. Ghoul time. Yeah. Watch his giveaway videos as well. I like your new setup. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, I worked really hard on my new studio setup. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to kill it on these giveaway videos. I'm about to start. I found an entire envelope of vintage uh, pins and buttons. Really? So I'm going to start That's giving it. Yeah, dude. There's one like old Wendy's button that says, where's the beef? Oh, really? It's like this fucking big. Dude, that shit's so popular right now, especially at like horror conventions. Yeah. So that's that's a dope find. So I found I found like a huge on, but there's like 50 buttons in there of old vintage shit. So. Yeah, and last night's giveaway was very popular. So Yes, it was the uh, the from the Black Cat and Outbreak on Main. There you go. Mm-hmm. They gave away uh, two tickets to Zombie uh, to uh, Outbreak on Main. There you go. Uh, and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark comic book. Ooh. And then stickers, a rosin skull, buttons. I mean, and one person got that. So yeah. that's friggin' awesome. I love doing those giveaways. Yeah. People have a good time with them. Sure do. They love free shit. Yeah, people love free shit. <laughs> Especially during quarantine when they don't yeah. have jobs. Yeah, man. <laughs> that shit was super popular. Everybody's like, please, I will gladly take all of that. <laughs> so, and I've got some more giveaways coming at you, too. I have, uh, you know, vintage Amish postcards. Okay. Yeah, man. It's terrifying. They're scary. <laughs> There's one that's just, well, just an example. One of them's like just two little kids and they're laying in a pile of corn. Okay. Like, like looking at the corn. <laughs> like, it's an actual picture. It's not like a drawing. Oh, it's like a real life picture. It's like huh? a photograph of Amish times. That's what makes it scary because they're all very dead. <laughs> yes, they are. See, mm-hmm. so I can sell those at horror cons too. There you go. That's my merch. They're haunted. His old, I'm going to write that on them. They're haunted. Yeah, you should. Haunted Amish postcards. Haunted artifacts. Dude, you <laughs> sell buku bucks. Yeah, all of them. It's people so gullible. Yep. Like, did you hear that? It's that haunted picture I bought. It's that haunted picture I bought, I bet. At CreepyCon. (laughs) From the Monster of Ceremonies. Shout-outs to CreepyCon. Yeah, shout-outs to CreepyCon. We're trying to get out and do all kinds of stuff this year. Well. Well, as soon as we can, man. (laughs) We're trying to get out. We're just trying to get out. Take that statement back. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to uh, take it easy, and uh, when it's safe... 
then we're going to try to get back out right. and get into some things. Hopefully. Yeah. One day. CreepyCon seems to still be on uh, as far as it looks. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, for now. So that's awesome. That's in August. Well, that's the new thing. It's like, you know, stay inside. Don't ruin Halloween. Exactly. We're halfway to Halloween. This whole month is halfway to Halloween month. Yeah. So come on, guys. I'm going to be extremely upset. There's no college football. Band together, everyone. We need college football and we need Halloween. There you go. Buck. Christmas, but we need, we need football and Halloween. <laughs> I mean, nothing happens in the summer, anyways. No, so it's fine. It's just like all the you know snobbish people that do that shit, like go to the beach and party. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of assholes would. Yeah, people that can afford it. Yeah, we can't. So they're assholes. <laughs> I've been inside for summers for years. Yeah, man, that's how I spent all my summers. Get used to it. I spent an entire summer one year beating uh-huh. the Aladdin game on Super Nintendo. That's super depressing, bro. That was my entire summer. I stayed inside and I just beat the. Fucking... I'm sure that was probably my summer as well with like Final Fantasy or something. Yeah, yeah. With fucking, I had just books of, because you couldn't save the game. Yeah. It gave you this long, like seven column password that you had to, yeah. to write down for each level yeah because you know uh, a playstation or whatever is 500 bucks uh, yeah. a vacation's thousands of dollars yeah, man. So, so that's what we got you can take a trip in this magic box or you can go the fuck outside take your pick <laughs> <laughs> not vacation we didn't grow up vacationers no here. not here <laughs> so a vacation i'm hoping to take us on terry uh-huh. i want to get a job as an mc at a place called Wasteland Weekend. Oh, okay. okay. Wasteland Weekend. I'm not. Let me look up here where it uh, where it happens. I forget exactly where it happens. But if you can imagine, like Mad Max meets Bonnaroo or Coachella, mm-hmm. and then mush it up together. So there's like stages of music going on. Everyone's decked out in Mad Max gear. They custom make vehicles for this that look all Damn. rusted and like apocalyptic. Start racing them out in the desert and shit. Yes, and they have a fully functional Thunderdome. Fuck yeah, bro! You can fight your enemies in the Thunderdome. <laughs> call <laughs> call them out. Yeah, call them out right book, there. Book a trip. There's nothing like it. So here you go, Terry. I'll have to post up some of these pics uh, on the Scared Stupid page. But like mm. these are the kind of people that just roam around here and <laughs> yeah wow just like yeah man nice i'm a part of the uh the official facebook group oh yeah where oh that one's good right the first ones i was like these are just like homeless people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's actual like people get uh groups together and they like set up in camps mm, there you go and shit yeah and all the camps have different themes and shit it's just it's a good time, and it's intense as fuck, and there's a ton of dust and blood and bones and shit. So. I wonder what the Wasteland Weekend drama's like. That's what we're hating, <laughs> like because you know there's, right? Just Wastelander clicks. There has to be. There's clicks everywhere. And there's people like, look at how many bottle caps that motherfucker used on his vest. <laughs> we can tell it's plastic. Loser. <laughs> It's not even a real raccoon skull. It's <laughs> not real. No, oh, that's tough to get a raccoon skull. Really? You would think it wouldn't be. Yeah, because they're everywhere. Yeah, they're fucking everywhere. <laughs> but try to find a dead raccoon somewhere. I mean, I'd probably find one on the way home. Yeah, man. Take it home and try to take its skull. No. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to get a raccoon skull. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Never thought about that. Yeah. You've been looking for raccoon skulls? Yeah, man. Makes sense. I have bird skulls. See, I find like, if I find a dead bird around the complex mm-hmm. that I live, I 
take it home <laughs> i bury it in a little pot out back uh-huh. and over the next like six months it decomposes and then i have a perfectly cleaned bird skull mm. to gl- glue to things like your hat <laughs> like my hat interesting <laughs> yeah all my bones anytime you see like even the little finger bones and stuff that are around my hat those are all real bones i don't use i don't use fake bones no fake shit dude i don't like plastic and shit like that i nope all real chris bill lives that life you're damn right he buries birds in his backyard I bury little dead birds in my backyard <laughs> i got remember that folks yeah i got a mouse skull if i can a fox jaw mm, nice yeah a little baby buck you found a dead fox I found its jaw. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked with the wrong motherfucker that day. Well, I, you know, I know people that sell bones too. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have, do you have to say it so weird? I don't know. I know. Right. I got close to the mic and everything. <laughs> I know people who sell bones. That's hilarious. Yeah. What yeah, a weird underworld. I had no idea about. Yeah, man. You should come <laughs> to a craft fair with me sometime. Oh. <laughs> I've met a few of those people at cons. Yeah. It's, and there's a, but there's, you know, people everywhere like that, that like the people that I buy from own a lot of land. So they find a lot Mm -hmm. of dead animals all over their property. Right. And then they clean them up, bleach them, resell, don't bleach them. They clean them up though and resell them. Nice. So, so we can make spooky sets. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Thanks y'all. So thanks to them. (laughs) That's what's up. I can't, I can't remember their shop name right now or I would plug it, but I'm a shitty person. So bone farm. They're not sponsors. They're funny. Yeah. They're not sponsors. So. Become a sponsor and we'll talk about you. If you're paying us, we would remember. (laughs) So, Terry, I've got a real doozy of a monster for you today. Oh, boy. If you're ready to go into our first most favorite segment of the evening. The mythical monster of the month. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) So we have talked about a lot of land-dwelling cryptids yeah. here lately. We talked about Nessie. We talked to Nessie. So, you know, there was one big <clears throat> one big cryptid yeah. that we did. So I've tried to go a little bigger okay. this time and a little more convoluted and a little more out there. Cthulhu. Not a Cthulhu. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boils and ghouls, my funky fiends, this month's mythical monster of the month is the colorado slide rock bolter what (laughs) yes is it a a rock first i just want you to look at this picture oh my goodness (laughs) it's a dick fish mountain yes so the dick fish mountain it's the size of a mountain it is the size of a small mountain. And it looks like a dick fish. Yeah, the big dick fish with the big, like, anglerfish mouth uh-huh. on it. Uh-huh. So this thing has a dolphin tail on the end of it. Look, I'm going to be honest. We probably would have found this, but I'm <laughs> just going to be I'm honest. <laughs> if there is a big mountain that looks like a dick fish, I mean, unless it's in... Here we go. Here's a size comparison for you. Of like a horse and people. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's a little bit better, right? This thing is a whale that slides down mountains. It's a whale. It's like the size of a whale, and it slides down mountains. And it slides down mount. It bolts 
down mounds because it's called the bolter, the slide rock bolter. That's terrifying. So this giant thing was discovered by 19th and 20th century lumberjacks. I mean, you got to trust a lumberjack. Yeah, I used to be one. So this thing on its dolphin tail mm-hmm. has large hooks. So when okay. it so it finds a mountain that is no more no less than a 45 degree angle. It has to be greater than a 45 degree angle. <laughs> Okay. Does he pull out his measuring? Yeah, like, he's like, let me fucking, fucking see here. Doing some ge- geometry. <laughs> and then he slaps his tail up and over the top of the mountain, lays down the ridge, and okay. those hooks sink into the mountaintop and hold it there <laughs> while it fucking hangs. And just like building up momentum to like release and fuck something Not up. Not yet. Okay. It drools. Oh, skid grease. My goodness. At the sides of its mouth. It's making a slip and slide. Yes. And then when a group of tourists or anything come by, it lifts its tail and releases its fucking <laughs> ta- its hooks and then slides down the mountain and opens its mouth and just eats everything in its path. So, yeah, like a whale with like a school of fish. Yeah. And then it uses that inertia to go up another mountain <laughs> and then rehook itself and wait. I'm not gonna lie, this is the best one ever. Yeah. <laughs> I really tried. They put so much work in this myth. I'm not even going to shit on it because I want it to be real. They have tried. So one of the uh, where is it? Where is it in Denver? In Colorado? Yeah. Bullshit. Y'all are high as fuck. Yeah, bro. <laughs> what? Thin skid grease from the corner oh, of its mouth, which greatly accelerates its speed. It's like a giant toboggan with a mouth coming down the fucking... That's wild, bro. Yeah. What is it? It eats people? People and animals and anything that happens to get in its past. It's it's said that it has actually swallowed up whole parties of tourists. Okay. So can it, like, wiggle around when it's not on a mountain? Like, how does it get... That's what I'm wondering. What if it gets stuck? (laughs) That's how... Like, I don't understand how it doesn't get stuck. Does it just live on mountains? Yeah. It's specifically, so this one here, this guy says he was a forest ranger. Mm-hmm. This is a rather recent account. Oh, my. Okay. A uh, forest ranger whose district is roughly between uh, Ophir Peaks and Lizard Head. Okay. Conceived a bold idea to capture the rock slide bolter. Okay. So he dressed up a dummy tourist uh-huh. in a North Face jacket and in it for some reason specifies that like it wouldn't believe it was actually a douchey hiker in Colorado if it didn't uh-huh. have a North Face on. <laughs> <laughs> Knee breeches and a guidebook to Colorado. So wow. it, it, so it, the, 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 the bolter will know. Like, yeah, well. this guy doesn't know where the fuck he is. He's got a, <laughs> a map. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he knows geometry. So exactly. obviously so. He's, he's, you know, he's sen- sentient. He's smarter than the average bear. Yeah, he's conscious and <laughs> sentient, bro. So they put this, and then they packed it full of, uh, like, gunpowder and filament caps. <laughs> okay. And then they put it in a spot where they had seen a bolter hanging out for the past few days. Okay. And sure enough... The bolter went for it, and the resulting explosion (laughs) Uh flattened half the buildings in Rico, which were never rebuilt, and the surrounding hills fattened flocks of buzzards for the rest of the summer. So there was so much shit. Is that a true story? Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I'm convinced this is real because... 
you can't you can't make something like that up no like all the other shit was is really shitty like made up like a that guy is in a suit that shit's <laughs> fucking way too in depth for them to be lying it like it takes down trees with it like mows them off at the root like a scythe has come through and just chopped all these mm. trees down hmm so I guess you could find evidence of it in areas that like trees have just been flattened and laid straight down in a direct path to another sloping mountain. Are you telling me <laughs> these things are responsible for crop circles? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> these things are being dropped up. They're dropping in or the tops of mountains. If you've seen like, you know, like the forest crop circles. Yeah. Where it's just like big, large groups of just trees down like that. See? That was it. Was this? The, the, it was not the aliens. Slide rock bolter. Holy shit! Has been just moving around, just <laughs> to the next hill. I'm convinced. And now Colorado <laughs> is in such a uh-huh. haze of being high, <laughs> they don't even see it. They coming. don't even see it. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is the dangers of marijuana. It has well. given the slide rock bolter the ability to hunt again we'll give it a few more weeks and the less pollution yeah you'll be able to see, the you'll be able to see it <laughs> yeah dude that's what's been hiding it this whole time you'd be like did anyone notice these big creatures on top of every mountain <laughs> nobody noticed this. shit dude <laughs> this is a real problem that shit's wild bro yeah does it need to be near water it doesn't say anything about it needing to be near water you know what i don't know why i'm still asking questions i'm convinced yeah <laughs> it's i mean i don't know what else you need to know you can't make that shit up <laughs> So we'll have to put all these pictures of the slide rock bolter up on the scared stupid Sometimes page. when you hear something so crazy, you're like, no one could have made that up because it's no. too fucking crazy. <laughs> that shit's real, bro. See, season one of Cryptids was, you know, we were just dipping our toes in. Dude, I'm about to hit up Tom Woodruff and we're about to make this movie, dude. Fuck yes. <laughs> dude, the slide rock. The slide rock bolter. Oh, man. See, it's when, basically a tremor whale, so... When I first saw the name, I thought it was like Boltier, like yeah. it was some weird... Yeah, yeah, like some weird Dutch... Like, yeah, cryptid. And like, then I was like, no, it's in Colorado, and it bolts yeah. downhill, <laughs> so it's called the Bolter. Like, at first, it sounds like some weird, like, ancient creation myth, like... Uh-huh. We Then we all rode the Bolter. The, the great mo- slide rock Bolter. <laughs> to Mother Earth. <laughs> where our people landed. Woo! So I'm I'm coming out swinging with yeah, this dude. new crop of cryptids. That's great. I'm <laughs> so convinced, bro. This one's got to be real. It's wild. Yeah, I'm tired of I'm tired of all the peyote induced <laughs> possibilities of cryptids. It's time to get real. It's got like a spiked whale tail. Yeah, like kind of like one of those dinosaurs and a whale together. Yes, it's, and it hooks into a mountain, and then it has like the <laughs> face of an anglerfish. They with just teeth, just rows of teeth. And just see, like, what just some dude tripping mushrooms ran into this thing on a river in a mountain. Right, it's like catfish. It it kind of looks like a big catfish with a bunch of teeth. Yeah, I think that's what happened, probably. Yep, but I don't know. I don't know, man. That shit's wild. This one, I mean, they have put a lot into this, and you know. Colorado's up there. That's a lot of gravity. Exactly. I mean, there's all kinds of hills. What could... I mean, this thing could really flourish. It's like 50,000 feet above sea level or some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, look at it coming down the hill. Crazy. <laughs> there's a horse running from that thing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like... That's wild. So, that's one for you. And recent encounters, too. Yeah, recent encounters. Though. Wow. So, Colorado friends out there, please let us know. Yeah. About if you've and and let us know too if you as a kid or anything grew up with these like the slide rock bolter 
kind of mythos or urban legend creeping around your neighborhood. I mean, if you did, I'm, you're probably handling the pandemic well, because that's yeah, fucking terrifying. Because, Jesus. Have you lived your childhood knowing that there's giant m- mountain whale Whales? things? <laughs> this ain't shit, bro. <laughs> giant mountain whales. That's what we'll call this episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. That fucking lubes up with its own spit. And yeah. Slip and slide. It's like like it's it drools. It gets so hungry, and, and the drool fuels its acceleration and its sliding abilities. Dude, I'm convinced with all the math. I'm convinced. It's the perfect predator. <laughs> it needs an angle greater than 45 degrees to hang from, yeah, and it's dude. fucking good to go. This isn't just a legend. There's math in it. There is That's math. That's how I know it's That's true. true. <laughs> started dropping math on me. I'm like... <laughs> Nobody's putting that much work into a story. Not at all. <laughs> Storytellers hate math. Yeah. That's how I know this thing's real. That's how I know it's real. <laughs> so the Colorado Slide Rock Bolter. Oh, my. Your mythical monster of the month for the month of April. Wow. Woo. Terrifying. Yeah, man. We've got to get Tom Woodruff on the fucking horn. Yeah, make that movie, bro. Mm-hmm. That's a movie waiting to happen. No CGI. Sure. Nah, bro. None of that shit. I'm going to throw a whale down a mountain, dude. Right? <laughs> Going, cannibal holocaust going no union whale down a mountain <laughs> aren't you just talking shit about cannibal holocaust this is different this is different this is art you this don't understand not going to the amazon we're just throwing whales down yeah. colorado mountains listen to the soundtrack it's awesome it's fine <laughs> it's i mean it's way safer than sea world it's fine it's way safer than sea world terry's on a roll with it yeah, I'm tired. Oh, man, it's good <laughs> shit. So, Terry, who makes this show possible? Um, Shit, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> the Mystic Orb. There you go. They have been doing fantastically through this quarantine. So, mm-hmm. thank you to everyone that has continued to support them out there. As yeah. well as the Black Cat Curiosities and Outbreak on Maine. There you go. They just hooked us up with a, with a uh, giveaway. So, mm-hmm. be sure you, uh, you know, go check them out, too. They're about to reopen, I believe, when people are allowed to reopen yeah so um both uh both stores are doing curbside pickup though yes stuff, so. they do online ordering and curbside pickup so and no get, contact pickups yes yeah, no contact pickup get on it <laughs> this is service every thought range yeah i mean from fake to like extremely real yeah we like, got you covered bro like walmart doesn't do that they don't judge bro no we don't judge at all come on down <laughs> yeah dude. i don't know what a 5g tower is either no fuck it <laughs> <laughs> goblin hoss keeping us looking spooky hell yeah dude that's what makes terry the spookiest producer <laughs> goblin, hoss. goblin hoss merch goblin hoss merch makes him spooky as fuck his drip spooky as fuck i guess i'm gonna bring that word back a few times in this episode good for you <laughs> that drip <laughs> <laughs> you never you never heard the song Ric Flair Drip? No. Bro. I'm sorry. Bro. I... Ric Flair's in the music video. What am I doing? It was like the most popular song on the radio for like a year. See, that's the problem. I don't yes. listen to the radio. You live in Clinton. <laughs> I cycle through the same like 20 songs I've listened to for the past. <laughs> just li- listen to Dragula on repeat for 20 times. Yeah, that's, that's just all I do anymore. <laughs> I fucking love this. I can't believe you didn't see Ric Flair in the Migos rap. It was like huge in the wrestling thing and everything. And I didn't. What am I doing? I don't know, bro. Right, fuck. You gotta get out of that spooky dungeon. <laughs> that's what's happened. I left the wrestling world and climbed into a dungeon. <laughs> dungeon. <laughs> Spooky that's, shit. So it's crazy, man. When I was wrestling, I was like the most colorful, flamboyant. Like mm-hmm. I was so just totally different, totally <laughs> different. Like, 
happens, you know. <laughs> world will do that to you. I had winky faces on the sides of my trunks. Yeah. that's That was my shib. You still got some of that flavor. Oh, I do. I yeah. sprinkled it with some spooky sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sauce, Halloween hot sauce. Yeah. Keeping the flavor spooky. Sauce, that's another good term you should learn. That sauce. doesn't just mean sauce. It means also like, you know, rocking it, bro. Okay. Yeah. All right. Kind of like juice back so, in the day. Okay. All yeah. right. You know so the sauce. So- yeah. Like, you got the juice. Yeah, right you got the juice. For saucing. I'm sauce boss. For saucing. Saucing. Yeah. You're not ki- sauce boss. No, if you're saucing, you're killing it. Okay. Yeah. My okay. drip is saucing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Terry's going to teach me today. <laughs> Who else we got? Otherworldly Coffee. There you go. They're out there. Maybe. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Message them first. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> well, you know, he may be held up in a bunker with all his otherworldly coffee. He may not get none. Yeah, we may not get any more of that, but if we don't, it was good while it lasted, and you should right. still support him. Yeah, sure, but hit him up first. <laughs> yeah, hit him up first. I don't just order that. I don't know anymore, so... <laughs> Like it's a weird time for people. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, uh, is that everybody? Is that uh, everybody that does this? I'm, yeah, I think so. Uh, yep. All yours. Yeah, you would know. All right. <laughs> I would know. Yes. Hopefully. And, you know, the Outlander Media Network scarcity podcast. Here we go. Go ahead and let me know in comments below. Like that comment, fam. Like you very much. Thank you very much. All right. So, Terry, uh-huh. are you ready for our second most favorite segment? As ready as I'm going to be. Oh, yeah. Creature Feature. <sighs> Creature Feature. You're going to die one of these days, bro. <laughs> You're just going to hear a thud, and my mic's going to go silent. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a little red face that time. Yeah, but we'll be super popular after, though. So right? That's the good news. All right, good. I will <laughs> I will die for this shit. <laughs> Plays will kill, bro. Yeah, see, that's all I need. If I need to fake my own death, that's fine. Ozark. I don't know. Is that? No, Invisible Man. There we go. Yeah. First creature feature, the Bloom House. Invisible oh, yeah. Man. There you go. That's a, that was a winner. That was a winner. I uh, I have to admit, I lied to everyone. Uh-huh. A few episodes ago, Terry, uh-huh. I talked about the movie being good, and you asked me if I saw it, and I just immediately said, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't. Okay. <laughs> I lied to you, Terry, and I weird, lied. Weird thing to lie about, bro. I, I know, and I don't even know why. <laughs> I know. Like, it was just like, yep. I said yes, and then I was like, no, you haven't, but <laughs> it's too late to say no. Like, so. So I finally watched it. Um, good. It's really good. Way to not be a liar anymore. Yeah, I, thank you. I just I, I want to start fresh. I don't want I don't want you guys to think I'm a liar. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty good. It was really good. I mean, it's exactly like Hollow Man, but yeah, it's fine. The Hollow Man remake was good as fuck. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Surprisingly. 
if and see had I watched this is literally the only time I have not watched the movie before I said uh-huh. something good about it and it could have really kicked me in the ass because <laughs> if it sucked because it sucked if it would have sucked or you just hated it there is like a huge if you have ever gone through any amount of domestic abuse Oh yeah, it is a very trigger happy movie. I'm glad you didn't say. You know, you know, it was really, it was great. It was great. I really loved everything. I loved everything really, they did. Every minute. Of, I mean, I did enjoy really connect, connected with it so well. The, the cycle. I enjoy a psychological thriller mm-hmm. here and there, and the way that they did make the suspense of everything. Like at the beginning, mm-hmm. she's trying to just sneak out of the house without him waking right. up, and that whole thing was just like. Uh, yeah. And if you have ever had to, you know, ditch out of your house in the middle of the night from an abusive spouse, mm-hmm. the movie just gets worse from there. Yeah. So, which is why it's good though. Yeah, it's very good. It's very realistic uh if if someone could create a way to turn themselves invisible. Well, in know. that aspect, but you never know. I feel like there were a lot of opportunities she could have taken him out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have to watch it again. The very first like She's hiding in that attic. Yeah. And he comes up the ladder, and she throws paint in his face. Uh-huh. And it reveals him for the first time. Uh-huh. She has a knife in her hand. Right. Just, like, get him in the eyeball Stab real quick. him in the face. Stab <laughs> him in the face, bro. End. <laughs> Movie's over. Thin. Thin. That would have been perfect. <laughs> but very good. I don't want to give anything else away for those who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Good movie. But, Pretty good. Uh trigger warning yeah uh, very yeah. much so if uh, if if you've ever gone through anything and you have a hard time yeah. watching that yeah um, for sure kind of maybe maybe steer clear yeah because that's not really like has has like um promoted as like i mean obviously like uh, i spit on your grave or something you're going right. to see the invisible man so that's not necessarily something exactly. you may be ready for i i, I very <laughs> much thought that because like you're cl- not going into cannibal holocaust where it just says it right there like, exactly you know what i mean you're going into the invisible man you may not be ready for like how real it gets you that, know to me that's claude rains yeah. who went crazy doing the invisible man thing and had oh, really? the very iconic not really but oh. like when he had the really iconic laugh scene where he's uh-huh. taking his bandages off and right. everything that's the invisible man that and i knew right. they weren't going to do it so can be with like the mummy look almost right but they made it very like very dark yeah well but good good for horror made for a good movie and i I really don't have anything bad to say about it Mm. Uh, i enjoyed it the signifying of the end of the monster verse yes which i still think would have been good if they could ever do it right right i just feel like he was like i'm not going to try to tie this in with yeah something you know, I mean, Marvel really killed it with that universe shit. Yeah, everyone, everyone has failed. Yeah, they like, all DC tried to do it. DC fucking failed. Like, and this, you know, the horror version, the monster verse. You know, mm-hmm. they're yeah, they're not going to get that. But you just can't recapture Lon Chaney, Bela Lugosi. Yeah, you know, you, you just can't. It's right. But do but I, I did like the idea of doing it in a yeah. in a superhero kind of way. It's just you know, you don't get Tom Cruise. No, you don't not get to, Tom- not to play that character. No. Get him, get him play, you know, something else. He could have yeah. played Invisible Man or something. You exactly. Know? Or a fucking vampire. He already uh-huh. did. He so. already did this, and he was great. He's pretty good. Yeah, good good interview with vampires. <laughs> except, ter- except apparently he was on, like, a soapbox the whole time, like, literally, to make uh, himself look, like, really oh. tall. Because <laughs> if you ever notice, like, he's abnormally tall in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, like, I didn't five, know five. that. Yeah. Huh. He's, like, taller than Brad Pitt in that yeah. movie. Yeah. He's, he's like, and on Brad soap. Brad Pitt's tall. Literally on a soapbox. <laughs> 
Terry, you got one for us? Um, sure. I mean, I, I've watched a lot of Shudder movies recently. Here went we on a Shudder binge. Anything on Shudder. Yeah. It's good. I really went on a neon lighting binge. There you go. So, I watched Mandy all the way through for the first time. Nice. Um, Richard Brakes in that movie. Did you know really? that? No, I did not. I have not seen Brandy. Mandy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard to get through. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in there that are like blew my mind. Really? But it's just like it it didn't smoothly get to those things well enough, if that makes sense. I see. Okay, no. <laughs> the flow of the movie yeah, is important. The flow of the movie was non-existent in Mandy. See, and especially the third act. The third act is literally just scenes. Really good shot. Mm-hmm. Really good art, artsy. Like kind of that uh, um, similar to like, um, um, what's the Rob Zombie Witch movie? Lords of Salem. Like going for like that kind of. Yeah, the sh- cinematic. The shooting, like, the very yeah. like theatrical cinematic hell world shit. Yeah. But it was just like scene after scene. There's like no connection. In the third act, it's literally just scenes. Oh. Like no connection. We're like, I don't know if they ran out of money or what. Right. Like you can have great looking scenes, but if right. they don't make any sense. Well, that's what it kind of felt like is that they shot the majority of the scenes. Yeah. And then all that other stuff, the pickups that they were going to shoot to connect it all never happened. Uh, and so they just went more abstracty with it to try because they're like it, like we said with fucking Krampus they're just like well fuck it we just gotta get weird yeah. in the third act like <clears throat> you don't know how many times that happens in a movie like where you get like these really weird artsy movies it's because like they ran out of money so you gotta right. get weird you or just you don't get weird. know you know you don't know what's gonna happen in the middle of it your yeah your talent might get out of makeup and the right. other one might leave so right exactly <laughs> they might just start fist fighting each other like it's wild like yeah. But so. but Mandy, like you should watch it just because there's some like really great scenes in there, just like really well done. It's just mm-hmm. it's hard to get through, and because like I've tried to watch Mandy a few times, yeah, I've never gotten to that point. But I'm glad I finally was high enough to get through it. <laughs> Richard Brake, I mean, I really like Richard Brake's work. Yeah, that he does, dude. Yeah, and he was great. He plays like the leader of like these biker hellions. Shit, yeah. It's like a weird Jesus cult, but they're like act like Satanists. Like it's very weird. Okay. It's crazy, but some of the scenes in it are wild. Very well done. That's somebody I'd love to have on the show. Richard Brake. Yeah, Nick Cage. Like he builds like this badass like warlord axe. Oh. Um, after, after um, um, he's sniffing coke. He does <laughs> a whole bunch of no meth. He does a whole bunch of meth, and then starts like a uh, tripping on like hornet wasp poison as oh, well. Oh shit. And that's when he goes in like crazy killer mode. He makes like this badass axe. He's like fighting these hell demon things. They're they're humans, but uh-huh. like they're so into this cult that they ride motorcycles and think they're hell demons. It's wild. That sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's just the flow. It's just right. If if you take it like, but the scenes are so good, so I get right. why they released it. But the flow is weird. I see. So you got to go into it as an abstract film. Yes. That, see, that's what I tell people about Lords of Salem is mm-hmm. you cannot go into watching Lords of Salem thinking this is a Rob Zombie horror movie mm-hmm. because it's not. And right. I think that's why a lot of people were disappointed in it is because mm-hmm. they thought it was going to be typical Rob Zombie horror movie. Mm-hmm. And he, for once, just tried to go for more of an artistic mm-hmm. kind of witch movie. Right. And I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people didn't. He's never it, try to do it again. Yeah. He just never, makes the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yep, again. He's like, fuck it. I know what they want. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> Even like, I'm glad 31 was, I'm glad 31 was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. But like the first five minutes, I'm like, we're going to do this again. Uh, we doing this? Again. We're going to do this again. <laughs> but luckily it was very good. So. Oh yeah. So I also finally watched Girl on the Third Floor. There you go. I 
did not love it. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I I was like, why does the house keep coming in his face? Yeah. Like But some of those scenes are really uncomfortable. They were re- here was my thing. The practical you could stuff. have made that goop any other color. Uh-huh. But white creamy goop. Well, that's the <laughs> that's kind of the point, right? Because it was like a whorehouse. I guess. Yeah. I guess it kept coming in his face and then Yeah. Monique from season one of Dragula showed up with Is, teeth. And I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was his act, like, as a maintenance man and, and like, a person that can work on houses and shit, watching CM Punk try to do home repairs was one of the most... Was he supposed to be a maintenance man? No. No, he, he was, was just trying. He's just trying to remodel his part of the shtick, Exactly. Though. Yeah. But I, I was just like, no, <laughs> the whole time he's doing shit. That was the scariest part of the yeah. movie to me was watching CM Punk do home repairs. I mean, I, I just the, the uh, you know the practical stuff. The practical the stuff was, was really good. Really made me uncomfortable. Where he ripped the walls open yeah. and the shits behind it. Yeah. Then the scene that the, with the the balls that roll into their skin is yes. very uncomfortable. That was that's intense. the stuff I enjoyed. Yes. It made me legit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, like his acting's fucking terrible. Yeah. In the first like. 20 minutes yes yeah, Punk, not a great and i'm sure it's terrible all around but there's action happening so it exactly. doesn't matter you don't notice it <laughs> yeah. as much because <laughs> all he's doing is going like oh fuck oh, oh shit. shit damn oh, fuck. Uh, well, i'm gonna have sex with this girl i don't want to have sex with this girl anymore yeah <laughs> so i didn't love it it was okay but terry did like i did like the practical effects in it 100 percent. they were yeah. great very well done yeah um i think a movie we both agreed was terrible uh-huh. Gretel and Hansel. Yeah, disaster. Absolutely terrible. I, I watched the whole thing. I sat I'm through so the sorry. whole thing, giving it a shot. I was like, this is it. I got through the setup, and I was like, don't like the setup. I just... Not digging it. <laughs> and it was quick. It was boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then they're at the witch's house, and I don't know. I really thought they were about to take a different direction with it. Yeah, I mean, the, the setup was weird. The witch was not terrifying No, in the setup. So then I'm like, how are you going to make it terrifying? See, okay spoiler alert coming up to anybody that hasn't seen it just skip on through this um so she does become slightly more scary as it Uh comes the feel i was getting from it was they were trying to kind of shift gretel into becoming a witch also that's what they were doing yeah that was the setup which is really i was like check out like (laughs) okay so i was like all right at the end, she's trying to convince her mm. <clears throat> to kill her little brother off mm. and eat him okay. and then gain the eternal whatever uh-huh. that she had. Because the setup is her getting the torch passed to her, right? Yeah, That's she the, gets, the setup yeah. is the witch, a new witch coming to be. She, and then. The witch there is trying to still... Ha- what it seems like she's trying to do is let her keep the fucking kid. Uh-huh. Let me keep your little brother. You're going to eat some of him, uh, but then you're going to go off and... Make your story and make right. your work, and that's not what happens. Um, I really thought she was gonna be like, fuck it, and just eat her brother. And then I was gonna be like, fuck yeah, yeah like, that'd be badass. Okay, yeah. Joe Bob said one of the last great taboos in American cinema is if there's a child involved in any kind of peril, uh-huh. you do not kill that child. At the end of the movie, that child has to make it out somehow, something good, or it has to be done right it has to be uh-huh. there has to be some sad terrible thing it can't be like the kid got murdered and now i'm fucking awesome like 
So that's kind of what happens. She kills the witch with her witch powers that uh-huh. she also has, even though she didn't eat. Right. The, he, she gives her some kind of like salve that she keeps putting on her, and mm-hmm. it helps her awaken her inner abilities or whatever and i'm glad i didn't watch it yeah (laughs) and then she like sends her little brother off on a horse towards the hunters or and the zombie thing there's zombies okay so well she brings like the dead to life the mom or something the mom kicks him out of the house did you see the mother kick him out of the house yeah with the axe and then they go to that like hunter's house or something for one night i don't think i made it that far okay As soon as they leave the house, uh-huh. they're all of a sudden at this like hunter's house uh-huh. down the road. It's this huge thing, and they just go in uh-huh. and go to sleep. Okay. And they're talking in the bed, and then Hansel's like, oh, and they roll over, and there's this like zombie, undead, like World War Z zombie <laughs> looking fucking, or like uh, Legion yeah. zombie. Leg- okay. I am Legend. I am Legend. Okay. I am Legend zombie. Gotcha. Uh, so it's like, and chases them. And she almost gets away, and the thing, like, tackles the little brother. Uh And they're like, oh, and she hits it with a brick in the eye, and it doesn't die. And then some hunter shoots it through the head with an arrow, Uh and it is never discussed again. They don't sit down, and he's like, that was a fucking bubba-bu. You better watch out for that when you're out there. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like, I exploded that thing's head in front of you. Here's where you need to go on your path, children. There is much coin in this town, and plentiful. Okay. Like, so... That's kind of like what I was saying about Mandy. Is like, no flow. Yeah. It's like... Like, okay. Doesn't matter how good those scenes were. What the fuck's going yeah, on? what is going on here? Yeah. How did Nick Cage get to this place? Like, I understand <laughs> he's got a giant fucking axe. Yeah. And he's on coke and pretty much DMT and murdering these motherfuckers. But I need to know how he's getting from place to place and where he's at. Yeah. And what the fuck's going on? Like, <laughs> come on, y'all. So, last one we'll talk about... Not so much a horror movie, but we can kind of tie it into a horror movie because it mm-hmm. is kind of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. The Hunt. Yes. The Hunt was well, I, so I got a couple good. more suggestions after this, just FYI. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, go ahead. The Hunt, absolutely fantastic movie. Yes, yeah, it. it was really good. I enjoyed it. Just so many twists, so many things I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. So I don't even really want to give anything away from it. Yeah. Just please go check out The Hunt. Yeah. Seriously, like it's so fucking good. Well, I'm glad it came out because uh, at one point it wasn't even going to get released. Oh, because it, it was supposed to release on the weekend of a mass shooting, oh, I think. Oh, and then it got pulled. Yeah, I remember until... it got pulled because I can't even remember which shooting it was, which is you know un- unfortunate. Right, um, of but I'm pretty sure it was going to be released on the latest, you know, the latest, and then the latest mass shooting happened, and they pulled it, uh, and they weren't going to release it at all because I think the last one was something political, right? And that's why they pulled it. Because it was a very kind yeah. of political-based movie. Which is terrifying that I cannot tell you what it was because yeah. it's such a common occurrence. Yeah, it really, like... <laughs> but, yeah, and so, like, it wasn't going to get released for a while because, obviously, a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, yeah, which is... The twist, like, halfway through is, like... It's a spoiler. I don't want to tell yeah. but you. know, like, there's a lot of big names in that movie. Yeah, so you're thinking, like... like they're in the movie. <laughs> every, everything that you think about the movie, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. Anything much. that you think is about to happen, yeah. you're very wrong. Right. There was a couple of scenes that were so satisfying, I went back and watched twice. Yeah. It's just like, mm. I have a feeling, like, a writer for Deadpool <laughs> or something must have made that movie. Right, because, because the practical effects were good. The CGI yeah. where it was was good. And even, like, the casting of... 
of big actors for smaller roles. Yes. For, you know, setting them up for bigger things and then just fucking pulling the carpet yeah. out from the <clears> It like, was like, it's, it's very so good. De- Deadpool-y. Very much. Uh, um, if you enjoy Neon Lights, like in Mandy, mm-hmm. there's two more on Shudder. Uh, Daniel Isn't Real. Daniel Isn't Real. Yeah, which is, um, it's about uh, a person who has had an imaginary friend as a child. And okay. He, comes back as an adult and really fucks up his life oh yeah it's really good and the other one is called housewife mm-hmm. and uh it's fucking crazy <laughs> um right. housewife a lot of fucking so be prepared for that a lot right. of graphic fucking um nice okay and a lot of dream i'm writing notes well, down to- i gotta i gotta prepare people for like you, you know what i mean like yeah. that fucking like like Right, pretty much porn. So you gotta be ready for that. Like it's gonna yeah. get uncomfortable. Don't watch it with your nana. Right, right. <laughs> like it's 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 intense in that aspect. And what's that one called? Housewife. Housewife. And uh, has a lot to do with dreams. Um, yeah, she's married to a famous painter. Okay, and they go to the this, this kind of cult meeting. There's this this cult that's like going like becoming worldwide and becoming very popular. And they talk mm-hmm. about like unlocking your dreams and shit like that. Okay, it's very Lovecraftian. Nice. I mean, it's super lovecraft and just watch it I mean, yeah that sounds really good yeah but both are really good i would say daniel is not real is probably um it's less abstract more mm-hmm. to the point but definitely a lovecraftian feel to it see if um, that wasn't a scary movie the plot would sound like a 90s feel-good film that robin williams would have starred in yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's really good daniel isn't real is a really good one housewife however is very more abstracty so you got to be in that mood Gotcha. But if you're in like a normal horror move, horror movie mood, Daniel's not real is good enough to satisfy that without getting too nice weird on you. Right. But excellent. Just weird enough. Just Enjoy. weird enough. We like a specific type of weird here. Yeah. Niche weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you like to get high and watch neon lights, there you go. Yeah. And of course, color out of space. I mean, I watched that one after all those. Yeah. Because it was like, yes. You you have to. You gotta put the icing on top of the cake, man. That was such a good flick. It's a fantastic film. So, I guess. There you go. Terry, I guess go that's ahead. everything. That's a whole schmore. You know, we started this show giving people like three movies. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you're getting like a whole collection. Well, like quarantine. A quarantine collection. <laughs> that's right. We had a lot more time to watch movies right. here lately. Like, I mean, back in, you know, back when things were normal, I was barely get a movie in. Right. You know what I mean? It was, if it wasn't something Lionsgate had sent us, we were right. fucking yeah. watching it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's why I was bringing up old, like, Todd Browning's Freaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's why, yeah, I mean, when shit was up and bustling, I yeah. was barely watching, like, an episode of something a night. Right. So. But now I can watch four fucking weird neon movies in one day and, <laughs> and smoke eight blunts. Thanks and, to Shudder. <laughs> you know, fucking trip out. Woo. So speaking of Shudder, Terry. Yeah, that'd be cool. We have a very, very special guest Ooh. coming at us from Shudder yeah. right now. His show premieres tonight, The Last Drive-In, season two mm-hmm. on Shudder, 9 p.m. tonight. I found out season one crashed Shudder. The really? Web, yeah, the web, the streaming service. That's right. Yeah. They shut this. Uh, yeah, it messed it up because so many people were trying to stream it. Yeah, I read that today. That's what's up, Joe Bob. There you go, brother. See, I mean, and he's a great guy, too. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I appreciate all the guests that we've had that take time to talk to us. And uh, without further ado, I introduce to you 
the Cinemaster of the Drive-In Theater, Mr. Joe Bob Briggs. And we'll see you next time on Scared Stupid. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another exciting interview from the Grand Duke of Spook, Chris Bell. Joining me now in studio is the troubadour with horror at his core, the maestro of monster movies, the cinemaster of the drive-in, Mr. Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here, Chris. Everything uh, going okay for you out there in these crazy times? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit stir-crazy, but I'm okay. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, we appreciate you know you coming on here to talk to us today. This is going to be a lot of fun, I think. Okay. So, All right. Happy to. Absolutely. So, Joe Bob, let's let's start at the beginning. You know, let, tell us where where you kind of got your start from. My start? Yeah. I <laughs> just um, I'm an old newspaper guy. I started working for newspapers when I was 13 years old. I was uh, the apprentice copy boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I was 13 years old, so I, you know, that's where all, all my careers, my various careers, all emanate from uh, uh, writing newspaper articles from from a very young age. So <laughs> I'm, I'm primarily a writer. See, that's awesome. That's I know. Uh, I read that you had worked with the Dallas Times Herald for a while, and. Uh, had been uh, earned two national magazine award nominations. Um, yeah, that was at Texas. I was at Texas Monthly, Dallas Times Herald. But I originally, I started. I I, I was in um, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, when I started uh, in newspapers. Mm-hmm. Went to work for the Arkansas Democrat, um, and uh, you know they they called us copy boys. We were just. <laughs> uh, cheap labor. Uh, you, you had to write ten articles a day. That's wow. how I learned to write. You had to write ten <laughs> articles a day. That was the rule. Hell. And so, um, <laughs> wow. And when you're 13 years old, you know, you just say, "Okay, right, <laughs> good to go." Okay, cool. Ten articles a day, no problem. <laughs> but, yeah. But then I saw that so, uh, they weren't too happy with your uh, "We Are the World" parody that came out. <laughs> Well, that's much later. That's years and years later when I was at the um, uh, Dallas Times-Herald. I was the, uh, um, I I had a column called Joe Bob Goes to the Drive-In. And um, the beginning of the column would always be, you know, a rant. Mm -hmm. And then I would review the movie. And so on one particular week, I did a parody of... um, uh, we are the world, which was on the radio at the time, yes. you know, Michael Jackson's, we are the world. Anthem. Oh yeah. And everyone was sick of it. And so <laughs> I did one called we are the weird. And, um, <laughs> it caused a big, a big controversy. And, uh, so, <laughs> so because they said I was making fun of starving African children. Oh, good <laughs> but, oh my God. But, Come on. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, uh, I, I was just starting to be syndicated right. and a lot of my syndication got canceled because of that parody. Ah, but that was just one of, one of many, uh, uh, controversies that I had with, with the early days of the column. Right. And so this is something the drive in, you know, Joe Bog goes to the drive in something that you've really been after and producing and working on for most of your life now. 
Um, yeah, since 1982, I guess. Um, yeah, since 1982, I've been, I've been the chronicler of the drive-in movie. Because uh, <laughs> when I started, there wasn't anybody else doing it. Right. Uh, you know, most of these movies, uh, when I started, uh, were considered disposable trash. Wow. Um, you really didn't review them. Uh, <laughs> and certainly newspapers didn't review them. And yeah. so, um, I was, uh, you know, the first to start writing about them and talking about them. So, See, and exploitation films. That's right. What I mean. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, is that kind of what drew you to the drive-in? Is that it, just something that you always loved, and then you saw nobody else was really doing anything with it? Um, I was the mainstream critic for the Dallas Times Herald, and uh, I noticed that. First of all, I hated most of the mainstream films, most of the mainstream Hollywood films right. uh, that I had to review every week. And um, I noticed that there were all these films at the drive-in that no one ever reviewed, and they never screened them for critics, and you never heard about them. You know, they would just turn right. up on Friday, and if you wanted to see them, you had to go to the drive-in. They, there weren't any critics screenings in advance, you know. Oh, wow. And so I started, I started reviewing them, and um, I liked them much better than the mainstream movies, and uh, uh, and from there it just built and built and built. You know, it, it it just became a regular thing. See, that's amazing. I got to I got to know I got to know Roger Corman at a very early stage, oh, and okay. Roger Corman and I talked about um, the basic elements that go into an exploitation movie. You know, the gospel according to Roger, <laughs> and um, and that 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 developed into the drive-in totals, which I was started doing on every movie. Right. And, uh, uh, and I still do that today. I still right. get the drive-in totals on every movie. Because the drive-in <laughs> will never die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so have you always been drawn to horror? Was that like your, you know, just main staple loved it first time you saw it or, you know, was it something that you kind of fell into later? I, w I was always drawn to any kind of movie that your mother didn't really want you to watch. <laughs> uh, and so uh, any kind of outlaw cinema I was drawn to, and horror was totally outlaw cinema in the early 80s. Um, right. Uh, not so much today. I mean, uh, you know, our greatest directors do horror. Absolutely. Um, it, it's absolutely in the, in the mainstream today. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it was very much an outlaw genre. And so... Um, uh, and so, yeah, I was, I was drawn to that aspect of it. And would you say that uh, you have a ruling of three Bs, maybe, that make a great drive-in movie? Yep, I always had the three Bs, blood, breasts, and beasts. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's part of the drive-in totals. <laughs> always add those up. <laughs> and that's, that. you know, Joe Bob's getting out here and he's calculating the important statistics. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have a favorite horror movie? Something that you know just really sticks out in your mind? Um, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I don't think it, I, I don't think there's ever been a more influential uh, horror movie than that film. Right. Um, and also, I, you know, just just the peculiar uh, nature of how it was made, how it was distributed, how how it affected the country. Right. Um, that's probably my favorite horror movie. See, that's a great answer. You were supposed to have a role in the second one, weren't you? And the scene got deleted? 
Yeah, I was hanging out on the set of the second one um, because I was working for Rolling Stone magazine, and Rolling Stone magazine sent me down to Austin to uh, interview Dennis Hopper mm-hmm. because Dennis Hopper was coming out of rehab. He'd been in okay. rehab and for a while, for a couple of years, two or three years. And this was his first public appearance after coming out of rehab. And so I was there to interview Dennis Hopper. Well, while I was there, uh, Toby Hooper, the director, said, oh, are you that guy that, you know, writes about Texas Chainsaw? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, well, uh, get over here with the screenwriter, Kit Carson. You guys come up with a scene for you. <laughs> so that's how that happened. So we went over. So I worked with Kit Carson. We came up with a couple of scenes. They put me in the movie. Now, right before the movie came out, like two weeks before the movie came out, um, Toby called me up and he said, uh, "I am so sorry, but Canon Films, uh, you know, we're cutting the running time on the film, and Canon Films uh, took those two scenes out." And uh. I said, "Toby, I'm so surprised." I'm so surprised that those scenes weren't integral to the plot. <laughs> you just randomly said, go write some scenes while you, while you were on the set of the film. It wasn't even in the script. And then you're surprised because Cannon wants to take him out of the movie. <laughs> I said, I'm not surprised by that, Toby. I'm not surprised at all. And so, uh, anyway, it was funny. That's, that seems a lot how Toby Hooper seems to work with people is it's just on the fly. And if he, he you crack a smile on him or you make him, you know, you make him laugh. He's like, you're working with me. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he wanted to make a uh, chainsaw too. Um, uh, he had a deal with Canon films that if they let him make, um, uh, life force and, uh, invaders, the invaders from Mars remake, mm-hmm. um, if if they financed those, then he agreed to make uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. But it really wasn't his, uh, he, he didn't really, his heart wasn't in it. He didn't really want to make that movie. Really? Um, he wanted his other movies, you know. Yeah. And by by the time that it, you know, he those movies had already come out and they had not done well. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, Cannon says, okay, time to pay up, Toby. And, you know, so he's making a movie that he doesn't really want to make. Wow. And then it ended up being such a, in my opinion, it ended up being a pretty big success because you were able to take something that was the first part with such original characters and then bam, add another original character to the second part that was equally as important. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a strange movie. It doesn't have a lot in common with the first one. Not at all. (laughs) But, um, but, yeah, it has its cult fans. You know, I, I... um, it's certainly better than part three. Right. Uh, part, part three is the only one I absolutely hate in the, <laughs> in the whole franchise. I think we can all agree on that, Joe. It's okay. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, so do you have, you know, a genre outside of horror that you have a favorite movie in or a favorite, another genre that you do enjoy watching when it's not horror? Um, I like pretty much all genres of film, but I mean, I, I like action, you know, so yeah. um, I, I like the original Dirty Harry and the original Death yes. Wish and movies of that ilk. Um, I like, um, uh, uh, you know, they used to have a, they used to have a, a, a genre, it's, it's a dead genre now, but they used to have a genre called the softcore sex comedy. <laughs> and yes. um, And those would be, you know, 
Beach Girls, Beach House, uh-huh. uh, Spring Break, um, right. Losing It, uh, and uh, the plot was always the same. Oh, you know, yeah. It's four guys <laughs> trying to get laid. And, and there's four guys on spring break trying to get late, and they never get late. They never get late. <laughs> they never they get, get <laughs> but, but there's always a bunch of uh, there's always a bunch of girls in bikinis making fools of them. Right. I don't know. Those those were kind of um, uh, I don't know. There was like a uh, that that was a kind of innocent uh, comedy that they made in the seventies and eighties. That they don't make anymore, but I reviewed a lot of those. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was uh, reviewing those. Uh, actually, the the original, the original films that made money for trauma, uh, trauma films were were those films. I mean, I, right. I remember reviewing yes. two or three or four of those that trauma put out, and uh, trauma had had gotten close to bankruptcy a couple of times, and those those. Uh, uh, softcore sex comedies uh, <laughs> uh, brought them brought out of trouble. Right. <laughs> well, that's fun, though. I think the, you know, the world out there needed that at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. so, okay, so we're moving on up. We're moving to the movie channel to Joe Bob's Drive-In. So, you know, how did you get started with that? Who, who approached you to really open up the, the Joe Bob's Drive-In as a show? Um, the movie channel had a late night slot, uh, where they would show, um, uh, exploitation films mm-hmm. and they had, um, they decided to, you know, they didn't have much money. And so they decided the cheapest way to frame that was to have a host. Right. Um, they had other hosts for other day parts, you know, they yeah. had a, uh, Robert Osborne was one of the hosts for classic Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a host for romantic comedies. They had a host for other other types of genres. Right. Uh, but they they asked me to come and and uh, do one month of uh, Friday nights mm-hmm. as the exploitation film guy, the driving guy. It was just me and a um, overstuffed uh, lazy boy recliner with. Uh, <laughs> Uh, steer horns on the back. Yes. Looking direct into the camera and uh, talking about the movie. Right. And so then after I did it, they invited me back a second month and then they invited me back a third month and they invited me back a fourth month and I was there for 11 years. Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think we ever missed a week. Uh, so that was on 52 weeks a year for 11 years uh, at the movie channel. And it eventually became Joe Bob's Drive-In Theater. We just kept adding things to the set, making it bigger and bigger. Yes. And that's that's the genesis of the show that I still do today. Right. Um, because I just moved that show over to uh, TNT uh, in the 90s. Right. And it became Monster Vision. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then two years ago, I moved that same format to um, the Shutter streaming service and I do a show called The Last Drive-In, which is just a version of Monster Vision, which is a version of Joe Bob's Drive-In Theater. So I've done the same show three times. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's been successful all the times you've done it. You have such a unique horror host aspect to you because you have people like Scary Terry and Svengoolie who have the, you know, half-dead top hat look or, you know, the Crypt Keeper kind of vibe coming from you. But there's really no other Joe Bob out there. Um, I always tried to make it. There's two types of hosting. There's the hosting that you do where you're... um, well, I mean, there's ten types of hosting, but basically, <laughs> right. there's there's a type there's the types of hosting where you um, 
are doing sketches, mm-hmm. you know, which is a very valid valid type of hosting. Elvira right. does that, and yes, and um, Finn Gooley does that, and many uh, the original the original horror host uh, John Zacherly did that, right? Uh, and then there's the hosting where you're actually uh, where it's all determined by the movie, where you're really um, getting deep into the movie. Right. And so I just went with a second where we're, where we're doing where we're doing deep dives into the movie. And yeah. do we occasionally make fun of the movie? Yes, we do. Of course. But for the most part, <laughs> we're celebrating the movie. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so, um, uh, so, and do we occasionally do sketches? Yeah, we do, but right. not so much. You know? Exactly. And and uh, so, um, so that's uh, that's kind of. You know, when I was on the Monster Vision, uh, directly opposite was um, uh, the USA Up All Night, oh. and that was uh, Rhonda Rhonda Shear and uh, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. Yes, uh, Gilbert Gottfried does a hilarious rant about how um, I was taking money out of the mouths of his children <laughs> <laughs> because of my shitty because my shitty movies were better than his shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but, but, uh, but anyway, the uh, the, the uh, 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 they 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 tended to do sketches, and right. I can I I was always you know the I was always the information nerd guy. Right, but I think that's great, and and your rants were so icon. I know one of my favorite rants of yours is about Lifetime movies. I really enjoyed listening to you. Well, that's a really recent one, yeah. Yeah. I did that one on Shudder, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like That's because people ask me all the time, what are the B where where did all the B horror movies go? And I said, yeah. Well, they went to Lifetime. You know, <laughs> Lifetime right. does them all the time. Um <laughs> you know, they do all kinds of horror. Uh but usually they do crazy bitch horror. You right. know, it's like uh, they love to do movies about crazy bitches, and <laughs> and, and so and so uh, there's a lot of great horror films, uh, great great cheap B horror films on yeah, Lifetime, right there on the Lifetime Network. <laughs> I do regret yeah. that we never got to see Joe Bob be the rugged evil stranger in a Lifetime movie, though. I definitely am sad about that. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you've been doing the last drive-in. You just crushed season one and got it out of the way. Not got it out of the way. You crushed season one. And now you have announced season two of the last drive-in on Shudder. Are we excited about that? Very excited. Um, It starts April 24th. It's a 10-week season, double features every week, every Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock. Um, Pacific. We do like to pe- we do like people to watch it um, uh, in real time right. when it's first on. I mean, you can watch it in streaming. You can watch it anytime after it's on because it'll yeah. be the, you know by the next day it'll be available for streaming. But um, we've developed a really uh, tight knit horror community mm-hmm. around the live feeds and. So um, we try to have as as much uh, participation on the actual opening night as we can. But um, the very first week, we have a superstar guest. Uh, We're going to announce him next week. I can't say it yet. But Uh (laughs) but, uh, 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 we we have two two, uh, incredibly um, 
uh, famous guests. One, one is more famous to the genre audience, and the other one is more famous to everybody. So, um, but, uh, um, and then we have a, the, the season is a mix. Uh, they don't let us announce the titles in advance, but right. we have uh, we have a mix of um, you know classic horror, cult horror, mm-hmm. um, uh, so bad it's good horror. Uh, yeah. Uh, recent horror, foreign horror, uh, you know, just about every combination you can imagine. And generally, if you watch what we're doing, we're pairing one movie that requires a deep dive that might be kind of difficult mm-hmm. with one goofy movie every right. week. So, right. <laughs> so uh, uh, you know, although the first week they're both kind of. Oh, yeah. let, me, let me just say this: the first, the first two movies are not gonna, are not gonna challenge your intellect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what people need right now, Joe Bob. They just need something. <laughs> oh man! So I know, I know, we're all extremely fired up about season two, and you know, your mutant fam that is out there um and your show is one of the few that does you know encourage such audience participation you know you can write into these other shows and you can email them on their fan pages or whatever but you really want people to interact with your show in real time and i think that's an incredible thing that you've brought to your show also yeah that's true and um uh darcy the male girl Really yes. is a male girl. She really does uh, keep up with everybody's uh, um, uh, tweets and Instagram posts and yes. uh, Facebook posts and every everything else that comes our way and um, and and tries to get back to everybody. And so, and I I do too. I answer right. the email and you know and and we we try to make it as close knit as we can. You're very receptive to fan participation, and that's great. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> And I uh, and Darcy's awesome to work with. I believe she actually just started following us on Instagram to keep up with us, and we returned the favor. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, you know that's what we're here for. <laughs> so, Joe Bob, I want to give you a little bit of. Uh, I want to ask you a question because I don't think anyone out there would know any better than than you would on this subject. So, on one of our last episodes, we interviewed Kane Hodder. Okay. Uh huh. Kane says that he believes he has murdered, not killed, but murdered more people on film than any other actor. Do you think that is true? That is a very interesting claim. Right? Um, <laughs> That's what he said. I wonder, I wonder if... Uh, I mean, he's talking about he's 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 been he's not only been um, uh, Jason in what at least three movies, right? Right. Um, but he's also been in all the Hatchet movies. Yes. Um, whereas Robert England probably doesn't have that many movies. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, Michael Myers was always played by a different guy. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think if there are any other. Um, you know, I gotta think that 
Yeah. Now, what, what distinction is he making between well, killed and murdered? See, that's what he that's what he was saying. He feels that saying he's murdered people, like if he says he's killed more people on screen than any other actor, somebody'd be like, "Oh, well, John Rambo blew away fifty guys with a machine with a machine gun." You know, like so he feels you know stalking mm-hmm. people out and murdering them with his own. Oh, people. I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Chuck Connors in The Rifleman, he would like yes. gun down four or five people a week. With, exactly. You know, and then he would always have that scene at the end with his son where he would say, violence is not the way. <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> and then next week he would gun down four or five more. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, he probably, he probably killed a lot more people than Kane Hunter, but it, but it wouldn't be considered murder. So I guess, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess he can, he can probably, he can probably sustain that claim because, yes. um, because there aren't many, murderers that that uh survive uh you know movie after movie after movie right and and then that murderer consistently gets played by the same person <laughs> right i think he's the only he's the only guy who's played um uh victor crowley the killer in the hatchet movie yes yes he is yeah. that is specific to him so kane would i think kane would be very happy to have the official Joe Bob Briggs confirm that yes, you have murdered. Yeah, more people I'm, I'm going to say that's very likely the case. It's very likely true. <laughs> Excellent. So Joe Bob, I want to throw you a little uh, a little curveball maybe, and uh, and see if if I can stump you with a movie that uh, is one of my personal favorite kind of horror comedy shorts, uh, the Mystery of the Leaping Fish. I haven't seen it. Oh Sorry. my god! <laughs> yes, I. You know, I was I was hoping I could stump you with something. You have such an impressive catalog and library that I was like, "There's got to be one he's not seen that I love." And I got it. So this is definitely one, Joe Bob. You got to check out. It's called "The Mystery of the Leaping Fish." It's a silent film from 1916, and it follows a scientific detective named Coke Any Day who goes around shooting up drugs to stay awake and uh, he finds a huge opium supply uh, that's being targeted and transported by these things called the leaping fish and uh, he has to stop that and the mysterious man that is trying to marry the girl known as the fish blower. <laughs> okay. Is it animated? No. It is. Uh, it's, no? Nope, just a black Live and action? white. Yeah. Okay. Black and white, 1960. No, I have not seen it. Definitely got to put that one on your list to check out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I got to talk about some of your outfits also on the show and just throughout your career. As a lover of fringe myself, I hope to someday yeah. be able to achieve the level of fringe that you have because some of your jackets are just so impressive. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Do I have you, trouble finding them these days. You know, it's like uh, fancy Western wear is, is not in fashion, right? And uh, and there aren't as many places to get it as there once were. Um, for years, there was a there was a corrupt evangelist. He's oh. passed on, so I can talk about him now. There was a corrupt <laughs> evangelist named Tony Alamo. Okay. And Tony Alamo uh, had a number of uh, businesses. And one of his businesses was a Westernware store in downtown Nashville that had the absolute best stuff in the world. He was one of the last places to sell nudie suits, if you know what those are. <laughs> yes. And so, and so, uh, um, 
I, I have stuff that I got at his store years ago, Alamo Western Wear, uh, that I still wear. Um, but increasingly, and then Burt Reynolds had a had a Western Wear store in of course North Hollywood. That course. was uh, very good. And then Billy Martin, the uh, manager of the New York Yankees, yeah, had a Western Wear store on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. That was excellent. And then all of these places went out of business. Dang. <laughs> and so you got to go to Gallup, New Mexico. That's where I go to get uh, all my best stuff. Um, there we go. Because that is where that's the uh, that's where the wholesalers are for uh-huh. the uh, uh, Indian tribes. I uh, see. For the Hopi, the Hopi, and the Zuni, and the Navajo, and um, uh, they make all the best stuff. See, Joe Bob uh, out here giving his secrets away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to sneak yep. down there now and pick up some new fringe for myself because yep. <laughs> I got to get on that level with Joe Bob. <laughs> Route 66, downtown Gallup, New Mexico. That's where they sell it. Yep. Bam. Easy peasy. Turn left there by Albuquerque. <laughs> and <laughs> so, so, Joe, tell me, in a competition, which is winning for you? Practical effects or CGI? Um, it depends on the movie, and it depends on the purpose, and it depends on what you're trying to do. I'm not, I'm not an advocate of either one, and I'm not a hater of either one. <laughs> uh, every, uh, movies are all about illusions, right? And anything that gets you, anything that gets you to the point where you can create the illusion is a good thing, right. and. Um, so I'm not anti-CGI like a lot of people in horror are. Mm-hmm. Um, CGI has its uses and its purposes. Absolutely. I mean, if you're trying to create a, a landscape of a thousand soldiers or something, you need CGI. Right. You just can't, you know, unless you've got a budget where you can hire a thousand soldiers. Right. <laughs> or a thousand zombies or whatever, you need CGI. <laughs> Absolutely right. Tom Savini would be a very tired person make up in that many different zombies. so joe bob tell the people out there where they're going to be able to find you you know obviously shutter season two of the last drive-ins coming at you but you know where are some other places that people can reach out to you ways people can you know stay connected with you well i'm not doing any live shows right now for obvious reasons absolutely Uh, but uh but uh i should be hitting the road again this fall with my regular live show which is called how redneck saved hollywood (laughs) and then uh in addition to that um uh you can you can always email me at joe bob at joe dot com or to get on them on our mailing list and we tell you everything that we're doing uh times when i'm going to be doing personal appearances um you know the schedule for when I'm on the air, when, when the, when the last drive-in is on the air, um, the, uh, um, uh, the, uh, season runs, runs, uh, April 24th for 10 weeks, but mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be doing other, uh, marathons and specials, right. uh, throughout the rest of the year. So, um, uh, so I, I always let people know. I'm always yeah. letting people know exactly what's coming up. <laughs> if you're you're very informative. I know I, I keep up with you. I follow you. And uh, you are. You, you let everybody know what's going on and keep them up to date on everything. So thank you so much, Joe. I hope that hopefully we can get you back on the show maybe after the season airs and you get into it a little bit. Okay, great. All right, buddy. Thank you thank so you. much. Have a great day, Joe. Okay, see you later.